let's focus on the story of the day. The B.C. government says it's overhauling its payment model in an attempt to retain family doctors and attract new ones. The new system they announced today moves away from the fee-for-service model and takes into account factors including time a doctor spends with a patient, the number of patients a doctor sees in a day, that sort of thing. Now, most family doctors in B.C. are currently uh, paid about $30 per patient visit, whether they're treating a common cold or a complex chronic health problem. Now, based on these targets that are announced today, doctors will earn approximately $385,000 a year, up from an average of $250,000. A new model will be available as of February of 2023, and it will cost taxpayers just over $708 million uh, over three years. Now, family physicians can choose to continue with the current model or opt into the new one. Now, earlier today, uh, Health Minister Adrian Dix was asked how many new family doctors this could potentially add to the system or how many of the 1 million British Columbians who have no doctor would be able to access one. Now, take a listen. Uh, I think I think the answer is yes and no, Vaughn. We know from the changes we've made already that uh, that these, these uh, new arrangements are going to increase the attractiveness of uh, family medicine and of family practice and of full-service family practice. We've seen that already with our new-to-practice contracts. We've seen that in the work we've done with our stabilization fund. So we've seen the impact of that. So secondly, um, I think that uh, what we see is that, uh, and you don't know exactly how something's going to work, but this is only one part of a number of measures. So this is foundational. This improves and incentivizes family practice and improves things for patients as well by building out uh, team-based care for them. Now, the government uh, says it'll also create a provincial roster system that allows people without a family doctor uh, to be placed with a GP in their area uh, that is taking on new patients. The roster system, uh, which will be developed uh, in the middle of 2023, so it's not uh, happening today. Uh, once it is developed, it'll mean that people looking for a family doctor won't have to call around hoping to be taken on as a patient. Joining us now to talk about today's announcement is Dr. Romanique Desange. She is president of the Doctors of BC. Dr. Desange, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on the show. How transformational uh, is this new payment model for, for doctors and, and, and just operating here in British Columbia? I absolutely think this represents a seismic shift in the way we practice in BC. It's a model unique in Canada and it's bringing together the best of a range of payment models. Uh, who brought this to the table? Was it the provincial government or was it the doctors of BC? The doctors of BC initially brought this to the table and it's been a collaborative table since the summer when we started. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where did this idea come from? Was it just speaking to your members or or is this a model that perhaps uh, has been used or partially used in other jurisdictions and other countries? It really has been a bridging of range of different payment models and options that we've looked at. And really, it was to listen to our members on the ground that really have led us to create this opportunity because of all of the burdens they face and all of the difficulties in maintaining a practice in family medicine these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, how will this lead to uh, more doctors? Uh, as you have said and many others have said, there's a million British Columbians without doctors. How will this lead to those million British Columbians hopefully uh, getting a doctor? So what we expect and hope 
that this will convince doctors to stay in practice that are already doing this type of longitudinal care. So the patients that may have otherwise already lost their family doctor, they'll continue to receive the care. And when you speak of the 1 million patients without a family doctor, the hope is that this new payment model will incentivize physicians that have left for other types of practice or decided that they don't want to do longitudinal care just because it's been so cumbersome in the past. It gives them an opportunity and an ability to return to this type of practice. And the other thing is that it also entices new graduates from residency or some of the residents that may be choosing their residency at this time. It enables them to see hope and possibility of transformation and innovation in the way we practice. Hmm. It took us a long time to get this point where you have a million British Columbians without doctors. Um, what else do you think needs to be done besides this? Is it a question of more medical schools, uh, um, you know, more spaces for graduation? Uh, what other things need to happen? Because that number at the end of the day is significant. I just can't see one labor deal uh, changing uh, what has been a significant structural problem. You're absolutely right. You touch on many key aspects of healthcare, and we know that this problem is not going to solve anything overnight. And again, this is the first step towards transformational care. And what we need for that are to address the international medical graduates, getting physicians that are already here, ability to practice, getting them into practice, allowing the physicians that don't do longitudinal primary care back into primary care, as well as creating more opportunities and seats for medical school residents and family doctors on the ground. But a lot of other things are team-based care strategies and really working within our primary care networks, which we're trying to establish throughout the divisions of family practice across the province and really embed them into the communities and create stakeholders where we understand that it takes a team to look after patients and really being able to set up a framework where we can thrive in medicine. There's a long way to go in medicine and healthcare reform, but this is an absolute incremental step, but definitely one that we've been waiting for. Now, most family doctors, and please correct me if I'm wrong here, are generally paid about 30 to $40 per patient, and it doesn't matter if someone comes in with a needing a prescription for a for a common cold or somebody who has a complex chronic health problem, they're paid between 30 to $40. Would the vast majority of doctors now move into this new system? And, and if doctors prefer to still stay in the old system, they can do so? I think that we are hearing from many physicians that have had some input or have told us what they want, that they want to shift out of the fee-for-service model. However, there are some physicians that are made it work for them and or are just close enough to retiring that they don't want a big change. We've tried to make this transition as seamless as we can and as applicable to many in practice that can adopt this way of doing things. And I think we have to understand that while the fee-for-service model has existed for so long, we are not here to take that away from people. So for, for the people that it works for, they can continue. But this is a new way forward in the sense that there's a base rate and a foundation for the time that patients are seen and the providers that are taking that time with their patients. So it's not just transactional. And it's not like you said, just if they come in for one thing and this is what they're focusing on or versus the complexity. This is going to take a myriad of things into consideration and also give some 
hope for the physicians getting remunerated or co- compensated for their indirect care. So checking their labs and doing their charting and a lot of the administrative tasks that are routinely done outside of work hours at home, late at night or on weekends, now we can tell physicians that you will be compensated for that time as well in, a, in addition to seeing your patients. Uh, and so uh, just so I, I have this clear, uh, doctors that prefer to stay in the, the present system can do so, as you've said. But if you're a new doctor starting out a year from now or two years from now, you would have access to the new system. The older doctors would remain in the older system if they choose, so they would be grandfathered in. Am, am I getting this right? Well, it's not choosing one or the other. It's just that we've made such a... This is actually very exciting and enticing. So those that are ready for change will probably change this new model because it is honoring all those things and valuing all the principles that many family doctors on the ground have been championing efforts for and advocating for. So that is here in this new payment model. And the new grads, they have an option of their new to practice contracts, which the government has rolled out and they're open to those, but also open to this model, as are any physicians that have been practicing the existing model. It's very easy to be able to slide into this model. Mm -hmm. And and with this new model, uh, you're confident that it'll help doctors deal with the administrative costs and the challenges that are there before them as well beyond just uh, everyday medicine, which that's why they got into that, that line of work? Yes, I absolutely believe that it's going to address the rising business costs. And it again, it recognizes the value physicians provide when delivering the longitudinal care. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Sanj, uh, I know this has been a, a long journey for doctors and for yourself as well. Thank you for your time today and look forward to chatting you w- with you on this issue in the weeks ahead. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you.